0: Hello and welcome to School for Writers Season 1 Highlight Reel. Y'all, we did it. We made it through one whole season of the School for Writers podcast with 19 episodes. I'm not sure if you know this yet, but School for Writers is actually my third podcast. My first one was called Query Bradshaw, and it talked a lot about sex, usually with porn stars and dominatrixes as my guest. It was super fun. Our most popular episode was actually called Steak and a BJ Day, so... That tells you a little bit about that podcast. It lasted about four episodes. My second one was called Body Love, B-A-W-D-Y-L-O-V-E. And it focused on helping people feel comfortable and confident in their bodies. And I got to interview some truly amazing humans. Our most popular episode of that one was kind of a tie between an episode with Jess Baker, Jessamine Stanley, and Andrea Gibson. Not all at once, but those three episodes. That lasted probably about 12 episodes. We are 19 episodes in, so this is already my most successful podcast yet, and I'm so excited to keep going. But this podcast right here, this one that I'm doing right now, this is the one that I've been really legitimately waiting decades to produce. School for Writers is the thing that I've been waiting so long to do. Ever since I started writing professionally, I've wanted to teach others about writing to help them harness the transformational power of stories. But for so long, I focused on what I was writing, not the business and craft of writing, which I think was great. I needed to learn more about being a writer. But a lot of that was just insecurity. I didn't think that I made enough money as a writer or had enough experience to teach writing or to even call myself a writer. Then a couple years ago, I realized that I now have two decades under my belt of professional writing. And I've been writing for another decade before that as well. And I have been hitting six figures as a writer for a while now. So I thought, okay, if I have two decades and I'm making six figures, I'm doing something right. I know a little something. So now's the time. It was now or never. So I started School for Writers podcast. And when I started it, I thought all that you'd want to hear from me was how to make money as a writer, because that's something that a lot of people ask me about a lot of times. So I decided to call it Business School for Writers. I have a law degree. I know the business aspect of writing. I thought, okay, cool, I'll teach that. But as the season progressed and I got your feedback and I talked to you all, our most popular episodes were about more than just the business side of writing. Yes, you all love that logistical support and business support for sure. And we're going to have lots more of that. Don't you worry. But you also devoured the inspirational parts that came with the interviews and the solo episodes which is why halfway through season one, you might've noticed, we changed our name simply to School for Writers because really we're here to help you in every aspect of writing more, publishing more, and making more money as a writer. And we're focusing a lot of our attention on helping you to write and publish a book. Why? Well, because I would say 90% of the people I meet, that's their dream and goal, is they eventually want to get to having a full book out in the world. And unfortunately, there's still a stigma out in the world of writers and other kinds of writing short story and essayists and stuff like that. Those are legitimate, amazing careers. But there is a credibility to being a writer that comes with writing a book. There's a credibility to being a person who wrote a book. There's a credibility to being an entrepreneur or a human in general who has a book out in the world. And we want to help you gain that credibility. So we're here to help you write more publish more, make more money as a storyteller, and we're focusing especially on the book writing process of it. So 19 episodes later, this is officially my most successful podcast yet. And we are just getting started. We're just getting started. I am so excited. I'm gonna talk later about what we have planned for season two, so stay around for that. But first, I wanna kind of go for some highlight reels, talk about what you loved about season one. Your favorite episode, Statistically speaking was, drum roll please. Episode eight, publishing in the time of COVID with literary agent, Elise Capron. This was such an informative episode, so I understand why you all love this much and why it got so many downloads. Elise is a well of publishing knowledge and she shared so generously in that episode, breaking down how to get a literary agent, giving tips for finding the right agent for you and offering her take on publishing during this time of COVID. Here's a clip from that episode. How do you find an agent? Like what, where do you even begin? So a few ways that you can start to kind of name hunt for agents, which I should say too, is a, is a tough process. Like. There are a million agents. We don't have to have any particular credentials. Like, who the heck are we? Where are we? There's a bunch of us on Twitter. Like, <laughs> you know, how how do you wade through that? So yeah, a, f- a, few, a few ways. First of all, there's the really awesome, like, old school way that I still love and still very much support. And that is looking at books you would consider uh, comparable to your own work. If you haven't heard the whole thing yet, be sure to go back and listen. It's like a masterclass in traditional publishing and in getting a literary agent. Thank you again so much to Elise for coming on and sharing such great information. That was your favorite episode according to our statistics, the one that was most listened to, the most downloaded. What about your least favorite? That's one I was interested in. So I went and looked at it and well, this one hits a little close to home because it's actually your least downloaded, listen to episode was the episode where I was interviewed for my birthday by Stephanie, our School for Riders Community Manager. But in my defense and in that amazing episode's defense, because it's a great episode, as I'm recording this particular podcast, that episode has only been out for about five days. So while the other ones have had five months to get their hits, this one's only had five days. So I believe that it's going to get to be your favorite and it makes sense that it hasn't had a chance to catch up with the downloads of the other episodes. I know I'm partial, but I truly think that it's one of our best episodes of this season, and it's worth listening to. It's episode 17, How to Build a Career You Love. And using my own personal experience, I'm here to inspire you to write even during those hard times. Here's a clip from that episode. And then I realized that there was still this concept in... My mind and everyone else's mind that writing couldn't be a profession that you couldn't make money off of it. And when I got this job to work for this speaker, this amazing celebrity that I worked with for a while and really loved my job, it was too good to be to turn down. So I I shut down my business, and I had probably daily, maybe not daily, but pretty close to daily friends that were writers call me for business advice because they knew the they knew how to write beautiful, beautiful, heartbreakingly beautiful pieces of writing. They'd gotten their MFAs. They had learned the craft and they couldn't, they couldn't do it because they couldn't pay their bills. Thank you again to Stephanie and Samantha for organizing that birthday treat for me. Samantha, you might hear me talk about her. She's our podcast manager. And Stephanie, you're going to hear me talk about her as well, is our community manager. And together with me, we make up the current School for Writers team. We are an amazing powerhouse of trio, and I love us so much. Speaking of Stephanie and Samantha, I'd love to know what their favorite episodes are of the School for Writer podcast. Wouldn't you want to know too? Okay, awesome. So I'm going to kick it off to them and ask them for what they thought of this season and what their favorite highlights were.
1: Hey, podcast listeners. This is Stephanie. I work with Lauren for School for Writers. You may have seen some of my work on the School for Writers Instagram as a content manager and I also am a write your friggin book already coach and I'm currently in deep with my third draft of writing my own book in write your friggin book already which is very exciting stuff. So I'm here today to talk about some of my favorite moments from the season's podcast episodes. And it was difficult to narrow down, especially because in each episode, there are so many amazing different parts. So without further ado, my podcast highlights. The first highlight comes back in episode three, which is called Can You Make Money Publishing a Book? Where Lauren talks about how you can make money on books and if you can or not. And the answer is yes. I really like that episode, especially when she talks about thinking bigger. It's not just a book. What, what else have you got? Maybe you'll have your book turn into a movie or maybe it'll turn into a program. And I love when she says to think about your book, not as a final destination, but as the first conversation with people. And you're inviting them to be on this journey with you. So I appreciated everything she talked about of what you can do in addition to writing your book. We all want that to be enough, but there's so many ways that it can be even bigger than what we even imagine.
0: So I love that episode. I know millionaire writers, but I don't know a single person who makes a living from book sales alone. I'm going to repeat that because I think writers need to hear it more often. You will not make it on book sales alone, especially in the beginning. My other highlight is from episode 12, which
1: is writing as a bridge between political oppositions. And at first I didn't even want to listen to the episode because I'm politically, you know, was burned out. But I love the conversation that Lauren had with Caroline Rothstein, and I think it's a really important listen. I love the part where Lauren tells Caroline about a conversation she had with her dad, where she tells her dad, Hey, I feel like you're voting for people who are not supportive of my lifestyle, my civil rights, as a badass lesbian queer woman. And he says that, you know, he's coming from a place he wants her. He's supporting her in voting for people that he thinks will boost up the economy. And her and Caroline kind of get into more of the details and talking about, you know, a conversation about having a conversation. Where is each person coming from? And very specifically talking about are people coming from love or are they coming from fear? And everything can be brought back to love or fear. And it was a good reminder for me as I'm entering into conversations where someone has an opposing view as me. How can I come and show up from a place of love and not a place of fear? And can I recognize when the other person's coming from a place of fear? So I love that episode.
0: My parents are very, very devout Republican, never going to vote Democrats. The Democrats are the worst. The Democrats have hurt us in X, Y, and Z ways. They're farmers and they, they, they like have this perception. And I often find that the way that they vote is different than the values that they taught me, the values that I know they have and the values that I want them to have. And when we, my mom and I get heated, we're very much like each other, so we get heated. But when my dad and I sit down, he is voting for Trump for very similar reasons. I am voting for not Trump. Right, right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's his value system is same as mine, but he approaches it in a different way with different language. And my
1: other highlight is from a recent episode, episode 14 um, with Jen Leva. And towards the end of the episode, Jen is talking about transformation and she's talking about the transformation specifically from caterpillar to butterfly and how in the middle, when the caterpillar's in the chrysalis, it literally turns into a pile of goo and then gets reconstituted into the butterfly. And I I love that because it's the perfect illustration of transformation. And it also reminded me of my friend, Melina, where when we talk on the phone, sometimes instead of saying, how are you? How are things going? We'll ask each other, how's your goo? You know, we're in that goo phase. We're in, we're in transition. So how's your goo? When a butterfly is in a chrysalis, it is literally goo, all of the parts of the caterpillar that used to be solid have completely disintegrated and it is a sack of goo. And the only way to become a butterfly is to first become a sack of goo Mm. and that we are liquid and malleable and fussy and without shape. And so I think when I am experiencing these moments or different aspects of these moments, because I feel like we experience transformation all the time um a power like an election is obviously a political transformation or a a transformation of our like political landscape but also so is the beginning and ending of friendships and the beginning ending of all sorts of other types of relationships and those are my highlights from this season of the school for writers podcast highly recommend listening to every episode from the season and i'm really looking forward to next season. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you
2: on the gram and on the interwebs. So my name is Samantha, and I am the podcast manager for the School for Writers podcast. Every week, I make sure the episodes sound great so you can enjoy them. I also create all the cool audiograms that you see on social media. I write show notes and some other things that help Lauren keep bringing you amazing content every Tuesday. My first highlight is from episode number five where Lauren talks about three steps to make sure your book is ready to be published. I think this episode is super, super practical because she talks about different editing processes, where you can find beta readers, and so many great tips, but let's check it out so you know what I'm talking about.
0: You need to give your book time, time to mature, time to develop. Just like you wouldn't throw a newborn baby into a pool and expect it to swim, you need to make sure your book is developed enough before you put it out there into the world. So how do you make sure your book is fully developed before you publish it? Don't worry, I got you. There are three editing processes that will help you make sure that your book is polished and ready to go.
2: My second highlight is from episode number nine. In this episode, Lauren talks about the three main types of book publishing. She talks about the pros and cons of each type. And I think she gives great information for anybody who's looking to publish their book, but isn't quite sure which route to take. Here's a snippet of
0: this episode. So those are the three main types of publishing out there. Traditional, self, and hybrid. Which one is right for you? It depends on your goals for that particular book of yours. I know people, myself included, who've done a mixture of all three in their publishing career. No one type of publishing is better than the other. I don't care what other people say. There are benefits to all of them. It's all about what will get you the unique goals you have for that unique book you're writing. And my third highlight
2: is from episode 18 with Kevin Smokler. I love, love, love this episode especially the part where Kevin talks about what it means to be a successful writer. I think it is so easy to fall into society's definition of success and the comparison game, but the way Kevin explains his own definition of success is so beautiful and simple at the same time and I think also it's a great reminder of how much we should appreciate and embrace what we have. Let's hear a clip from this episode. You have to like recenter yourself and you have to say like okay like but what are my definitions of success and mine are like for now the ones i keep coming back to are do i get to do this every day yes do i get to point to what's on that shelf behind me some small part of it and say that's mine i made that yes Is it the truth? Yes. Um, Do I get to associate with people who interest me and
0: inspire me? Yes.
2: So these were my highlights from my favorite episodes. And now let's kick it back to Lauren.
0: Thank you again, Samantha and Stephanie, for everything that you do here at School for Writers. Well, now it's the time. Every proud mama dreads That moment that she's forced to choose which of her children is her favorite. It is the time that I have to tell you which my favorite episode of season one of the School for Writers podcast is. I say this and I mean it. There were so many great episodes this season and I got to talk to so many profoundly inspiring human beings. Keisha Lynn Moore Elliott taught us how to break through self-publishing stigma to get our books out into the world sooner rather than later. Jen Gavon taught us how to be patient with the traditional publishing process. She gave us a beautiful look into the world of being a professional poet. Elise Capron gave us such amazing and important help in getting a literary agent and Michelle Antoine from Curios taught us how to curate an engaging and entertaining book club. Caroline Rothstein and Jen Leva both came on to help us through that tumultuous election season we went through, and they showed us how both public and private writing can heal ourselves and our community. Sahar Twesij blew my mind with her Pinterest tips, showing us that this social media platform that I had actually blown off as only for people who were DIY junkies, that it could actually propel our writing careers forward. Kevin Smokler, last week's episode, was the only guy this whole season, but he did us proud, offering both practical tips and inspiring encouragement to show up every day and right. Now, I cannot choose, I cannot and I will not choose which interview is my favorite because they all had a really lasting positive change on my life. Instead, I'm going to choose the episode that I came back to the most this year that I suggested to the most people, and the one that I personally needed the most. And that is episode 11, The Dark Night of the Soul and what the hero's journey can teach us during COVID. Whew, what a year, right? 2020. And as with all of you, I've struggled this year. There have been some celebratory highs and moments of pure bliss, but there has also been this darkness and a fear that comes with a global pandemic a rise in hate crimes and increased police brutality against Black people in my country, and a highly controversial and tumultuous election season in the United States. Coming back to stories, especially the ones with a strong hero's journey in them, has helped me on those dark days. And I recorded the Dark Night of the Soul episode because I needed to hear it. I needed to hear that. I wrote it for me and I shared it with you all, and I still listen to it on those hard days. Here's a clip from that episode. Sometimes things just really suck, but I am a writer. And during the darkest hours of my life, and I have had some dark hours when I thought I could not and would not go on, I had this thing, this tool, this access to a higher power beyond myself called writing and storytelling. Whenever a horrible thing happens to me, I try to laugh, and I say, well, this will make a good story someday. And while that doesn't always help in the moment, in fact, sometimes it makes it a little worse, it does give me some perspective, and it gives me something to look forward to, telling the story someday. If you're feeling like you're in the abyss, like you're stuck in the belly of the whale, like you're facing your own dark night of the soul, I highly suggest going back and listening to episode 11. Don't worry, it's actually not too sad, even though the subject matter sounds sad. It's actually quite an uplifting episode, like every other episode of this podcast is. Our aim is not to be a downer. Our aim is to provide you with inspiration, information, and fun to your writing life. I hope that we succeeded in doing that in season one. Now, our plan for season two is to amp up that inspiration, to amp up the helpful information that we're giving you, and most importantly, to amp up the fun we're having. We have so much planned here for the new year at School for Writers. In January, we're going to relaunch the Write More Challenge, and I'm going to be your guide to spend 22 minutes a day for 22 days writing, developing a habit of carving out time in your life for creativity. In February, I'm opening back up my flagship Write Your Friggin' Book Already program, where we are going to work together to help you go from idea to publishable book. It is a profoundly life-changing, year-long experience. You definitely wanna sign up this year. You don't wanna miss it. And we have so many amazing new voices coming in on the podcast to help you write more, publish more, and make more money as a storyteller. So you need to make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. They subscribe to this podcast, either where you listen to it on podcast or on YouTube if you like to watch the videos. And be sure to get on our mailing list so you don't miss any of these exciting opportunities. 2020 has been a completely life-changing, life-shifting, paradigm-shifting year, so we have no clue what 2020 is gonna bring. But we do know one thing for sure is that stories are the best way that we as humans have to overcome adversity, heal communal wounds, and make us feel more connected to ourselves and each other. Stories matter. Stories change the writer, the reader, and the community. And we are here to help you tell better stories, tell more stories, and make more money off of telling your stories. And we're also here to model self-care. So our team is taking the holidays off to be with family, read that giant stack of books that we all have on our inside bedside table, And take long afternoon naps after eating lots of delicious holiday cookies. This is our last podcast episode of the year, but we will be back in January. So happy early new year to you. We want you to celebrate it by carving out a little more time in your life to write. By making creativity a little bit more of your life's priority. Because the world needs your story now more than ever. And we cannot wait to read your book. Happy New Year. Thank you again for a wonderful season one. And we'll see you in January with season two. Woohoo! We did a whole season! Oh my God! We're the... It's like, I can't believe it! I'm celebrating! I can't believe we did it! This is so exciting! Go team! Okay, bye! We did it! We did it! Oh my God, we did a whole season and it's amazing! I love it! Okay. Um, Thank you for a wonderful, wonderful first season and first year of this podcast. And I will see you on the screen in 2021.